everyone, and welcome back to an all-new episode of Gameware Express. My name is Adam Arinder, and it is Tuesday, September the 26th, 2023. You're listening to episode number 265 of this fair podcast. And wow, after a great vacation, I'm back. You're and back. we have a full house Crickets. of me and Renee. Crickets chirp here. Insert. Welcome, Renee Martin, to Gameware <laughs> Express. <laughs> Hello. It's so good to be back. I'm feeling so much better now. I know. You've had an adventurous couple <laughs> weeks. Um, unfortunately, we kind of had a bit of travel and sickness overlap with the cast over these past couple yeah. of weeks. So we are available tonight. Uh, Steven's out on assignment. Uh, John Michael is getting uh, over some weekend crud. Neil's also on assignment. So me and you, Renee, you ready to do this? (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. Dynamic duo getting into trouble. (laughs) (laughs) I know last week you were out because you and Steven were in Dallas seeing Pearl Jam and doing fun things in Dallas. How was that trip? Oh, my gosh. It was incredible. What a good Pearl Jam show uh, they were. So, you know, um, geez, I can't remember his last name, but his name's like Josh something. He was in the Red Hot Chili Peppers whenever Mm -hmm. John Frusciante left. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, He, after John, I guess, came back to the Chili Peppers, joined Pearl Jam to like Mm -hmm. do like extra just instrumental stuff for their live shows. Um, And Pearl Jam had had to cancel like their previous show, like prior to the Dallas one, I guess it was like maybe four or five days before um, because their drummer was sick and they came to Dallas and he still was not, Matt Cameron was not better. So they were like, we either had to cancel the show or we could have Josh drum for us. So they just had the fill-in come in? and Yeah, they did. And it was really cute because it, it was amazing seeing this band that's been around for so long, like kind of flub up. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like just to have this oh, curveball. Oh, sure, because it's... Yeah, they weren't always on the same page. So they, it kind of felt like being at a local like, rock <laughs> show sometimes because it wasn't it wasn't polished. But in that way, it was really endearing and nice and fun. Mm-hmm. And that set list was probably the best set list that I've ever seen. Like y'all are big Pearl Jam fans. You have seen them more than one, two, and three times. So that was my 14th show. Wow. And that was Steven's 19th show. (laughs) (laughs) That is crazy. Yeah. It gets better every time. Uh, It really does. But I think this show in particular, just because of the set list was, it was just so good because Pearl Jam, I don't think people realize like how many albums they have, but they have so many albums and they have so many B sides at this point too. Mm -hmm. And because of their massive following, like just their live shows are just so amazing because they play like, you know, they'll play like a few of the hits, but then the other songs are like, what are they going to play tonight? What are they going to play tonight? For the real fans. Yeah. For the real fans. I just want to hear even flow. (laughs) Well, actually you will always hear even flow. (laughs) That's the one song that, you know, will always be on a set list. Not even alive is always played. Oh wow. Like I've maybe seen a live live like (laughs) 10 times. Which, I mean, it, it hasn't been played a significant amount of times in all the shows I've been to. So, hmm. Any other fun uh, adventures in Dallas while you're up there? Or are you mainly just doing... <gasps> oh, what's the... Is it Santa Claus? Santa Claus might be at the door. Uh, Jack Skellington? We're, we're going to take a quick break. Or wait. Oh, the door's open. The door is open. Come on in. He's on his way. Let's hear what he has to say. This is great live radio coming at you. <laughs> Hot breaking news. Welcome to the Gameware Express. Neil Bonham. Hello. Neil. <laughs> did y'all really already start? We did. We, we did. Are, oh, okay. I we are just like over. Maybe f- mic testing? We, are, we just over four minutes in. 
Uh, you welcome. Know, welcome to the show. Nice. <laughs> we I'm sorry, I didn't realize I was late. No what worries. <laughs> <laughs> what day is it? Honestly, at like this at this point, point, it feels like it. Yeah, I know we were. Neil was also out on vacation yes. the week before last episode, so mm-hmm. we were all just kind of getting caught up on everything. Renee was recounting yeah. her her time in Dallas over Dallas, this past week. Yeah, so and was, the incredible Pearl Jam shows that we saw and the things that we did, which. Basically consisted of me taking Steven to all my recent Dallas haunts because I've been spending so much time in Dallas that I'm like, I want to show you this place. I want to show you this place. And like, I want you to see, I brought him to my friend's house. We actually ended up like going to uh, my friends that I stay with who he didn't even know (laughs) and um, met them. Um, They're amazing couple. I love them so much. Um, And we hung out and we watched like the Nintendo direct and Mm -hmm. we watched the like little Sony thing as well with them. So yeah, That's we awesome. just had a really good time. Cool. Well, yeah. welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Neil nice. Bonham, how was, how was your trip a couple weeks ago? You did a little family oh, vacay. Man, it was good. Uh, so we went to the beach, but it was like the weekend mm. after Labor Day. And the place we empty. went. Yeah, <laughs> empty. And like the only people there were like old people. <laughs> nice. So, and it was like private beach area. Mm-hmm. So mm. it was pretty dope. Nice. Um, yeah, but it was good. It was nice to get away and not worry about anything. I hear that. So. I just, uh, we took a week-long trip to Austin, Texas, which is one of my favorite cities to visit, and got to do so many cool things. This time, we uh, rented out this really cool condo downtown, just two blocks away from 6th Street. So it was a quick little jump to all the cool stuff. We ate at a couple neat restaurants. We went to this uh, improv comedy show in a black box theater in the back of a coffee house, nice. which was really funny and super cool. We went to the Texas Toy Museum, and we got to see, like... This whole huge display of like Ninja Turtles and G.I. Joe and what? all like the Simpsons That's toys awesome. from the 90s. Oh my God, we need to go there next time. It's really small. It's downtown. And they also have a handful of uh, arcade cabs on free play. What? They had three pinball machines. They had like Simpsons, uh, TMNT, Mortal Kombat. Dude, they had an awesome. old, uh, they had a PS2 hooked up to a CRT with Guitar Hero Rock the 80s on there. They <laughs> oh had, a, they had an old desktop where you could play like Half-Life on it. And like <laughs> you could press the little button in the tower and the CD would come out. And it's like, here kids, this is what dad used to play things. <laughs> what was the name of this place? It's the Texas Toy Museum. Okay. Um, and it That's was really cool. We just kind of stumbled upon it uh, downtown uh, as we were going about doing stuff. And it was... It wasn't as big as I was expecting, but like everything in there was like so dense. Of like, here's this huge Barbie display in the corner, right That's next really to the cool. Area 51 cabinet. So, reminds me of the year we met at E3, oh, and yeah. they had the uh, the history of video games exhibit. That's always my favorite oh, cool. exhibit in the middle of everything, and it mm-hmm. was like so. This was like the, I think it was the video game museum, It was, right? yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they had brought in a whole bunch of old arcade cabinets, and then like the type of systems that were the consoles you bought that the TVs were connected to it, and it was <laughs> one game, you know, from like the 70s and 80s, and yeah. I think we spent more time in that, mm-hmm. because we were like, oh, I mean, all this other stuff is going to come out. <laughs> we, this, we'll never see again. <laughs> That's where I learned they made like a 32X console. Like yeah. by itself, you could just plug your anyway. Uh, yeah, those super cool things like that. Definitely check out if you're in Austin if you're into that type of thing. That kind of reminds me of this idea that I came up with on our drive. Like I think it was back home from Dallas. So <laughs> if y'all, I'm sure know, like on car rides with your significant other, like there's nothing better than like getting in like deep and like talking about like future like plans or dreams <laughs> or things like that. It's just it leaves me all warm and fuzzy inside anyway so I was like Steven what are we gonna do when we're like when we want to retire like what do what do you want to do and he was like I don't know and we were 
like kind of driving, we were way outside of Dallas, maybe like an hour outside, like in one of those small towns. I was like, you know what we should do? Okay, let's open a bed and breakfast. Now I know what you're thinking. <laughs> That's goofy. But we could open a bed and breakfast that doubles as like a video game museum that has all of our stuff. And I was like, we can call it like some kind of like millennial like bait sort of thing. Oh, sure. So we can make it, we can model it after like a 90s home, but like a giant 90s home so and is like, this like somewhere in the city or is it it's like be outside the city okay, it's gotta be like, outside you know you're right? driving like somewhere in texas <laughs> and all of a sudden it's, it's, it's like off the side yeah yeah like off the side of the uh-huh, interstate like uh-huh. oh this place looks weird, weird. <laughs> yes yes and we have like weird shit like outside too like an old like mario like sandy or something, something. Yeah, yeah yeah so yeah that's the new dream and we were like, like coming it. up with like shit to do at our bnb <laughs> um because we have to do something with all of our games like yep, at this point it's a museum rooms. yes themed rooms Got this is the nintendo room mm-hmm. yeah. here is the yakuza room <laughs> <laughs> and here's the pearl jam room <laughs> here's the boulders gate three room <laughs> oh um, my it changes God. every now and again <laughs> <laughs> yep renee uh-huh do you want to talk about Baldur's gate three well, you know, <laughs> I feel like I've said so much about it, um, but I think everyone at this table here hasn't really been playing it too much recently. I haven't, unfortunately. I couldn't bring my PlayStation to Texas with me. Yeah, I've watched the intro fair. and that's it. Mm. Oh, yeah. It was a really good intro. Yeah, it's like surprising, right? <laughs> You're like, oh, this is where we start. Um, but I'm just to let if all of our listeners that are so interested in my travels in Baldur's Gate, I finally made it to Baldur's Gate, which is pretty cool. Um, I made it to the city. And it's funny because I never got to the city in the first game, which is the one that I played the most, which I've said a billion times. But um, I got to like outside the city where there were like a bunch of monsters and like Mm -hmm. I had to kill a bunch of monsters. So I thought surely in Baldur's Gate 3, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get to right outside the city. It's going to be exactly the same. There's going to be these monsters. I'm going to have to like kill them and it's going to be great. But there was like none of that. And it kind of reminded me, I was like, oh, yeah, I think this game takes like 100 years in the future from the first one. So, so you already let's... cleared them out 100 years yeah, ago. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. So the fruits of my labor have been realized. And now it there. is like developed little village outside the city. And so. all the villagers are like, what was the point in a sequel? <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing going on here. Who's uh, Who are you rocking right now in your party at this point in the game? It's still like my same like few. I've got my Tav, who is the uh, Gloomstalker Ranger. Um, I've got Asterian, who is an assassin rogue. Mm-hmm. I've got Gale, who is the ab- Abjuration, I think, um, mm-hmm. wizard. And then I've got Shadowheart, who is the cleric. Of the trickster domain. So. Wow. Okay. So just pretty much the same. Yep. Original the same trio. original got, ones. That, okay. I've thought about. I see, and I missed Carlac, who's like the barbarian um, mm. in this playthrough, which I'm really bummed about. I would have maybe put Carlac in sometimes, but um, you know, I'm just I'm not a big fan of Warlock, so Will was kind of out. Um, just the way that they play. I like Will's character, but I just don't like warlocks and mm-hmm. juggling. Just only having two spell slots is ugh. Um, and let's see who else is there. Uh, Lazel, um, who is cool, oh, yeah. but I just, uh, uh, I, I just didn't need her. She's too angry. She's very angry. But then she gets like, you realize that she's just really passionate. <laughs> she's actually a real good girl. She's a, she's a good girl. Um, and then, oh, there's Halson too, who's a druid. And I don't know. I just, 
I kind of have a bit of a thing against druids a little oh, no. bit. I always Racist have. Racist against druids? What did well, a druid ever because... do to you? You don't want to fuck the bear? Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay, there's also bookmark what I was about to say, but there are weirder things that you can fuck in this game than a bear. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Anyway, back right, to what I was saying. for initiative. Here we go. My soapbox. Why I don't like druids. It's because... I feel like I'm the redheaded stepchild because I like rangers so much, but they're always like given like second best crap. They're like the melee version of the druid, whereas the oh. druid gets everything cool. They get all the cool spells. They get to wild shape. They can have an animal companion. That used to be only a ranger thing. Now anybody can have them. And I just, I get really pissed because <laughs> druids get all the cool stuff. Why can't rangers get the cool stuff? <laughs> So, I don't know, Halson, really nothing against you. You seem like a nice guy and all, but you're not coming on my party, and <laughs> I'm not doing the bear. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's the quest I'm still on. I'm trying to find him. Yeah. That's how, that's how ba- far back I am, and can we talk about it in a week or two ago? I don't remember anymore. Time is a mm-hmm. construct. Yeah. Um, I did two fights, and I just got my ass kicked, and I was like, am I underleveled? Am I doing this wrong? <laughs> and they're like, no, you're just... Your strategy sucks. Yeah. Get get good, basically, (laughs) is what I was told. So I need to get good, and I just haven't had a chance to go back to that yet. So it's always, like, frustrating when you hit that part because, at least with me, with so many other games constantly vying for attention right now. Yes. It's it's really hard to, like, well, I want to bang my head against this wall or, like, go do three other things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yes, that's my timeline, my group chats, speaking to other humans in real life, however you communicate with people these days, Baldur's Gate's still been hot topic uh, around it. Now I'm feeling very far behind because most people are in Act 2, Act 3, finishing up, starting yeah. a second a second playthrough, you know? Oh, yeah, man. I read so many people, and a lot of my friends, too, are like second, third playthrough. And I'm just like, God. But I am also already pl- like planning my other playthrough. <laughs> I can so. see, like, this is one where, yes, I feel like I'm already ready to start a second one just because, like, <laughs> wow, how would I do this as uh, this kid? Like, I really want to roll a bard and just be, like, yeah. chaotic, neutral, smart-ass, sarcastic bard. And I'm already, like, planning that. And, like, this this knight is, is boring. Paladin life sucks. I hit things with sword. <laughs> I heal you. Like, come on. <laughs> I feel like in these type of games, I do that exact same thing, though. Like, yeah. if these types of games I'm not comfortable with. So, like, mm-hmm. I have to go into them, like, to get a grasp of it. And so I always take the safe way and go, like, paladin mm-hmm. or warrior, like, just for a little mm-hmm. bit. And then I'll, I'll you realize, restart like, oh, wait, and yeah, try something else. Because I'm yeah. the same way. Like, I like rangers. I like mages. That's how I'm going to have fun. But I don't like mm-hmm. just jumping into a game with mm-hmm. them. Yeah. So. No, that makes sense. I, uh, are, do you, are you ever see yourself getting on this one or? Probably at some point, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if this was like your type of game or not. It's typically not, mm-hmm. but um, it they're, they're like hit or miss. Gotcha. Um, like I enjoyed stuff like Dragon Age Origins, okay. which yeah. is very similar to this from what I understand. Thank Minus Diablo. like the rolling the ice yeah, or yeah. rolling the dice. But yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah Diablo kind of like I enjoy mm-hmm. those games. But then sometimes I just, I don't know. I really don't. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I think it's just I have to be in a mood for it. So I'm waiting until I'm like, I'm in a mood for a CRPG, yeah. so yeah. That makes I'm sense. just going to get Baldur's Gate. I also feel like this is a weird me problem, 
lately when I play like um, like choose your own adventure games, like Telltale games or any of those, I'm always like super stressed. Or like uh, Until Dawn, you know, mm-hmm. those type of games mm-hmm. where I'm like, God, I have to make the right decision. Oh my God, I got to do this. Oh my God, I'm going to fuck it up. I don't want them to die. And this game is just like the ultimate version yes. of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the whole time I'm like, oh my God, which do I pick? I could pick this and it could lead to, th-. I'm like, why am I stressing out over this one single conversation when there are going to be eight billion more of them? Yeah. When there's a ton of stuff that'd be, that can be affected. I yeah. don't really care. Mm-hmm. I just play it as I play it. But when there's like some stuff like Mass Effect was more yeah. annoying to me because it's like, well, there's really only two or three paths. Yeah. So I kind of want to like do it perfect. Yeah. Plus with Mass Effect, it's like, well, this one's the blue one and I want to be the glowing halo angel. So I'm going to pick the blue <laughs> answer regardless. Whereas this one in Baldur's Gate, it's less. There's so much yeah. you can do mm-hmm. There's and not do yeah. and miss mm-hmm. and gain and it's yeah it's insane like how much there is it's definitely the one that's felt the most uh where the choice mattered even though i'm sure it's still kind of that illusion's there and you're still leading to the same point there's just a lot more branching paths and Mm -hmm. options that can go which is really admirable and really awesome that's why i want to play more Mm -hmm. of this just to see that like that level of like craftsmanship that larian put into this should be like rewarded and celebrated because all we hear about is how single-player games are dead let's all get our battle passes and our multiplayer you know and all that and and everything but no this like shows single-player games are very much alive yeah and and people are clamoring for it and just the love like for the originals that are in this game as well it's it's everything i could have wished for Mm -hmm. like for a sequel like to these games so like even like the menus are all like very similar to how they used to be so it, Mm -hmm. it feels familiar but new and polished and I have only good things to say about this game. Even the broken parts. Like, I love it. I don't care. Uh, tell me about Radiant Tale. Yeah, I actually, I got Radiant Tale for my birthday. Um, it happy was birthday. Like, oh, thank you. <laughs> happy and happy birthday, birthday to you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you. Yeah. <laughs> it's birthday. It was birthday month <laughs> for Gamer Express. Um, but yeah, uh, Radiant Tale is an Otome game. And it's like one of the newest ones that's come out. Um like recently, I guess like a month ago or so. Okay. And I think it's done by the same people who did this other one called Code Realize, which wasn't my cup of tea, but it's like kind of a favorite amongst the Otome like and visual novel community as being one of the best because it's like steampunk themed and a lot of people really liked the theming. Um, this one is like much more bright and colorful and it is like a fantasy theme and it's, it's like, like radiant. It's very radiant. <laughs> <laughs> it's very sparkly and radiant. And it is a tale. Because it is an Otome game. Anyway, anyway. Um, Yeah, it's like circus-y themed and just like really cute. And it's, you know, it's just about smiling, like being smiley and happy and like making these little flowers bloom. Like whenever you make people happy, like Mm -hmm. in this like world, you can make these little flowers bloom whenever they're like genuinely really happy. And this whole um, nation is trying to like grow as many of these happy flowers as possible because their prince is like cursed or something like that. And he's been cursed for years and years. And apparently if they like make a bunch of these flowers grow and they like distill it into this medicine, he might get better. So everyone's trying to be as happy as possible. (laughs) And there's this circus that got together and they're like, we're going to like make these ultimate flowers bloom and definitely make him better. But they're all just like, they have no, like, I don't know. They're all amazing like performers, but they don't know what the hell they're doing. Oh, and sure. so the main character comes around. And she's like, oh, I have all these ideas for you guys. And they're like, you should be like <laughs> our organizer. And so that's kind of where I am, just like in the prologue, basically. I think 
I just got through the prologue. And so they've like, they got her, they, they took her out into the world. And now they're just going to go on this like traveling circus and make these flowers grow. And it's cute. I, I can't wait to like, play a little bit more. All the character designs are like really beautiful. And um, I'm digging nice. it. So. Is there, see, like, what's like the main, is there like a main hook to this? Uh, I know a lot of them, or it's a lot of readings, you know, yeah. vision novel like, but I know a couple weeks ago, Alexa was on talking about uh, Stray Gods, and that was like kind of like a, had a rhythm aspect to like her version or, or her game she was playing. Does this have yeah. like some type of gameplay hook, or is it mostly just kind of reading and choosing your own adventure as you go along? Yeah. And like Jack John also mm-hmm. like had that kind of aspect of like something a little bit different, like through the, um, you know, like upping your parameters and then also having a rhythm game aspect to it. But this okay. game, I think, is like very strictly just Otome, okay. like visual novel, like there's nothing else. Uh, the only thing that I noticed that's like slightly different in this game from like other Otome games or visual novel games that I've played is that there's like an overworld map that sometimes pops up and it's like, where do you want to go? So I don't know if they're going to expand on that as I get further into the game mm-hmm. and like maybe let me do different stories or different scenarios and different parts of the map. I think that would be cool but these games usually just have like a small gimmick and it's not really like used often so i i doubt but if that is the case then hey cool but yeah it's real cute again like it's worth just like looking at the box art and being like oh that's pretty because it oh it's pretty (laughs) (laughs) nice okay cool yeah um I finished Mortal Kombat 1's story. Whoa! Nice. We, we, we talked about that a little last week that John Michael and I had started that. Um, you Does know, it end on a cliffhanger? Ha-ha. Uh, that would be a spoiler. Ooh. Setting up for Mortal Kombat 2 or whatever inevitable... <laughs> Mortal Kombat again. DLC is coming out. <laughs> you know, remember that uh, like picture going around when Game of Thrones was ending of that horse that was drawn it's like season one and it's like a perfect horse and then season eight it's like a toddler drew it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's kind of how i feel about these chapters in this mortal Kombat story it's like it's really really good and then like the last two chapters felt like they ran out of time and they kind of had to rush things yeah um and i just feel like a lot of the build-up in the story the payoff wasn't really there but i mean it was neat and once you kind of figure out what they're doing you're like oh Okay, which I can't tell you because that would kind of spoil I feel, things. I feel like that's <laughs> Mortal Kombat. I feel like you're just summing up Mortal Kombat. Like, no, whether yeah, no, it be like movies yes, or like. But it really felt like the first 12 <laughs> or 13 chapters were really well paced, and then mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you have to hurry up. Like, Aww. it's like five or six chapters of content in the last two, which is really frustrating because there's only 19 or 20 playable characters. So there's three or four characters that didn't get a story chapter hmm. while almost everyone else did. Um, like, I, what. Um, I mean, I, I I'm I'm just guessing by the roster that I saw because I think didn't it say like Kronos is back in this? Mm. Is she playable? I or don't a know. cameo? I don't know. Oh. Oh. I don't know. Mm. I mean, I personally don't care about spoilers for Mortal Kombat One story. Yeah, but there pe- there might be ears out there who are Which hearing my voice say, right, hey, now. right now. Hey, right now. Yeah. Skip the next 120 seconds. Sure. Uh, okay. So starting now. N- no, Kronika's not back. Okay. Or is she? <gasps> that was her name, Kronika. Yeah. Not Kronos. <laughs> Kronos. <laughs> uh, or is she? I don't know. Or is she? Yeah. Ooh. But she's not a playable character. Okay. Ah. Or a cameo that I know of. Gotcha. The cameos, some are still locked. You have to unlock those by ranking up your player level, 
which you do by doing towers or playing like the invasion mode or just getting general experience. Uh, you can also unlock different outfits and gear and stuff like the past NRS games have come out and done. Um, I've been running some towers, getting the individual character endings, which again, loop into the story very well if you finish that. <laughs> and then the invasion mode is still new. I haven't played too much of it. John Michael, I think, was talking about it some last week. It's like a board game almost, and you like move your character through Johnny Cage's mansion, and like things happen, and you have to get in fights, and and it's is this where you have to like jump over the Roomba two hundred times? <laughs> yeah, I think so. There's a Roomba. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, Johnny Cage's Roomba of Death. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh. There's been a lot of um, you know, there's a lot of passionate people on the internet. I did watch the um, Ed Boon. Uh, hot, hot ones. ones me too yeah <laughs> whoa there's an ed boon hot one yeah i mean it was obviously like promo for the yeah, game it was only like he only did it's, it's a little awkward he's he's kind of an awkward guy he is and he only did five wings he didn't do all 10 yeah. but it was like a shorter what? show it definitely oh, felt like uh they paid hot ones to be on and they mm-hmm. like gave him some like fluff ants questions yeah. to ask him yeah for just for the release of the game which is fine um yeah, it's probably all information like you being married to Steven know about or <laughs> knowing anything of Mortal Kombat know about. But it's basically like, tell like, us about the game. What yeah. about when you created the first one? Who yeah. yelled, get over here the first time? Yeah. That was me. I'm Ed Boone. <laughs> what was your original idea? Yeah. And it goes into like why Jean-Claude Van Damme is so awesome that he's in this because mm-hmm. that they was the original game a, they wanted to make. Like Van Damme the fighter. Yeah. But they couldn't ah. get Van Damme's likeness, so then they made Mortal Kombat instead. <laughs> And the rest is history. So, yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of passionate people on the internet. They, you know, a little. There's some disgruntledness going on around this game just because of the lack of, I guess, post game content um, out there in terms of characters <laughs> locked behind, like DLC. Like Shang Tsung is a. Uh, you have to pre-order the game or buy it new, and you get the code. So he's locked behind mm-hmm. like a pre-order. Some of the, the characters that are in the story, like Quan Chi or one more I can't remember, are in the DLC pack. So you play as them in the story mode, but they're in the DLC pack. That's kind of lame. Um, That's very Genshin of them. Right, yeah. So <laughs> a lot of these like monetization decisions, which I'd have to imagine come from higher up than Ed Boon's desk. Sure. But I mean, that, yeah. that's kind of lacking. I get that. I don't, I'm not as into like the fighting game community or like the Mortal Kombat community for that to bother me personally. I'm still having a lot of fun with it. But if you're super into that, you probably already know what's there or not, but something to keep in mind as you finish this. And I'm sure more stuff will come in. That's typically how they do this. They can get more money from you. Yay, 2023 gaming. <laughs> On a lighter note, I also played a hot new release coming oh. out of Nintendo, uh, the Nintendo Direct last week or two weeks ago. Uh, we started playing Trombone Champ nice. on the nice. Switch, which is a silly little music rhythm game. I know everyone at this table loves music rhythm games. Absolutely. Um, where you toot along very poorly with a trombone on popular <laughs> songs you've heard of in the past. And um, it's kind of like when you play like Quop or Octodad or any of those mm-hmm. where it's like it's bad, but it's like supposed to be bad and it's good. Mm. 
it's a it's a music rhythm game where you'll have like lines of varying heights coming at you from right to left and as there are different control schemes you can use i use the default which is the tilt controls you can tilt your switch controller up and down to move the dot up and down to match up with the line and then press a button and it makes a toot sound like a trombone makes <laughs> and that's it you just hold your horn down all the buttons do the same thing they go horn and you just have to tilt control up and down to match the lines and then you press the button and then you score brilliant and it's super simple and super dumb and super fun because it's really difficult and really chaotic and it sounds like shit like it's just horn it's just trombones out of key playing to these like (laughs) the star spangled banner or like when the saints come marching in and you can do up to four players. So we were doing two player and that already mm-hmm. sounded really bad. I can't imagine four players all <laughs> off key. And there are different control styles you can use. The default one is with the switch controller, like you're playing Splatoon or any of those. I'm using tilt controls up and down. You can use it where you use the stick to move up and down the line, but it literally tells you, we do not recommend doing this. Mm. And it's very difficult because you need to move up and down very quickly on some of the note changes. Or you have the one they showed off in the direct where you use the IR sensor on the Joy-Con. I'm holding my hands up. This is great for an audio podcast. (laughs) But you're holding the Joy-Con in your hand like you're holding like a pair of pliers. Mm -hmm. And you hold the the IR sensor out and you can move your hand closer and further to it like a trombone. (laughs) And as you move it up, it moves up on the thing. And it works like 90% of the time. On the yeah. easier songs, it's really fun and stupid and gimmicky. Mm-hmm. On the harder songs, it's impossible. Like you can't, <laughs> like maybe I'm just bad, but like because your hand your, your hand that's holding the Joy-Con moves slightly and your hand that's supposed to be moving is moving. So like it's never precise. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to play this like a precise music rhythm game, it's not that. It's supposed to be like one of those wacky, zany, difficult, bad sounding, good what things. Yeah. like? Where I we need the uh we need Pelican to make the trombone accessory yes, that yes. you put Pelican your switch in. Yeah, it just goes up and down Get like a trombone. If I had a 3D printer, I'd, I'd be right, working on that right now. <laughs> uh so I mean it was fifteen dollars on your switch. <laughs> like nothing. it's a great party game. You know, have your four idiot friends over and toot the horn all night long. <laughs> We should do that at the end of the Halloween party. Oh, we definitely should. That would be so funny. Uh, And then real quick, also download F-Zero 99. I know we talked about that some last week. I'm very bad at that game. I don't know if it's very hard or I'm very bad. but Uh, Yes, it is very difficult. But, uh, you know, that's kind of like what I like about it. Like, it's just chaotic. Mm -hmm. It's chaotic F-Zero, you Mm -hmm. know. And, like, they didn't really change much from what what F-Zero is. They just added 98 players. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's great. I'm very... I'm so bad at this game. <laughs> I can, like, barely make it a lap, and I'm just boom. Yeah, I you know, I just think it was kind of a neat way to... Bring that back. Bring this back and, like, just kind of build interest in it. Like, slightly nostalgic, but still something semi Well, we've made so many jokes on the show in the past. Like, did Nintendo forget, like, they own F-Zero? Like, do they know <laughs> that they still have that in their library? Because they don't talk about it ever. Yeah, but uh, one interesting thing I heard about that game is apparently in like the data mine files, they found mm-hmm. maps from the BS F Zero game, which is uh, like an add-on for the Super Famicom. So that oh, wow. version of oh, F Zero wow. never came out here. Hmm. So that'd be pretty cool. Like Let's just say. updating free tracks and they did it with Starcraft too. I mean, Star- yeah. Starcraft, Star Fox too. You know, <laughs> Starcraft too. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, that's all. Yeah, that's all I've been playing. I also, you know, played a bunch of arcade games in in Texas. What was your Love favorite it. one you played? Oh man, I don't know. Like probably just any of the pinball tables. The Stranger Things pinball table is working this time at Side Arcade, which is like really cool because you had like hit this like there's like a screen in the middle of the table that plays mm-hmm. stuff, and if you hit enough things, it opens, and then like the Demogorgon oh. comes out. Ooh. That was really sweet. That's pretty neat. Um, Neil, what you been playing? Oh, man, not a lot of things. I'm mm-hmm. um, still grinding away on that old gotcha FF7 game. <laughs> which, <laughs> um, yeah, so, the, you know, the more I play it, the more I realize this is... Now, I haven't played many gotcha games, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure if or how Genshin would... Uh, handle auto battle? Does it have auto battle in any kind of way? No, not Genshin. Because Genshin, Genshin's kind of like, okay, that makes sense because that mm. one's like turn-based, right? It is, so yeah. this one's turn-based and I don't know, it, it's it's a gotcha game. Like, mm-hmm. it's more of a like genre that is a skin of FF7 more than an FF7 game uh. that is of a different genre, if that makes sense. Um, it, it just <laughs> seems like it's something because like the Materia. Mm-hmm. It's literally just slots that you slot out. You know, you have uh, you have like five slots for attacks that a gauge builds up, and all your slots will take three, four, or five bars to use. And so it's you know two of them are abilities that come from your weapons, and three are materia. But materia doesn't work like it does in FF7. There is no support materia where like you can connect all to your lightning, and that hits all the enemies at once. It's just these are attacks and that's it. And it's just very automated. Yeah. And so Uh I've beaten all the story stuff and, you know, didn't really hit any paywall doing any of that. And that's kind of the only intriguing part of it Mm -hmm. because the rest of it is like all these towers and all this grinding for materials. But, you know, I don't, I guess I can see how people would end up spending a lot of money in this game if it had like, post-game content but it doesn't have that this isn't like destiny like where you beat the game and then there's like strikes and Mm -hmm. raids and more to do it's just more like you do these towers and like by the end of it it's just a different colored variation of a boss you've fought 800 times at this point um but you know i'm still playing (laughs) but to say it's gotcha yeah like I mean, it's, it's FF7. Such a, it's, so it, yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it is an FF7 time waster, and I am enjoying it for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, like, it, I've spent $3. So okay. it, it did nice. get me for some money. <laughs> uh, it was for a gear voucher <laughs> that you can just turn in. And, like, the gear actually gives you some, like, stats and ability boost. Mm. Um, but, yeah, ultimately, it's, um, you know, it's just a game you have on running, on auto battle times two speed, and I'm just like grinding out stupid shit. How much <laughs> of the story did it cover? Uh, so there's three sections of it. So for Final Fantasy VII, it covers up to leaving Midgar, which is okay. where Remake ends, so mm-hmm. that kind of makes sense. Uh, then it has Crisis Core, but for Crisis Core, it goes up to where you get through Wutai and realize that Genesis has copies of himself mm-hmm. and that's it, which is like the first hour of crisis core. Uh, and then there's a new segment called the first soldier. Yeah. Um, which is a cast of three new characters and that's where a young Sephiroth is. And yeah. so that story is like, it's cool. Um, I wish it was told not in a gotcha game. Like it, yeah. it kind of, one thing I actually do really love about Ever Crisis is how they handled 
you've played F- FF7, the original, to know like the polygon and the overworld, but then when you go in battle, it's like the more detailed models and stuff yeah. like that. So this handles it where there's that, like the overworld has like this chibi style of character. Cute. And then in battle, it's all just remake. Oh, that's so So it's cool. like very, very realistic. And what I wouldn't give for them to just remake one-on-one FF7 like that. <laughs> um, like, granted, I, I really love remake, so I'm not upset that what we have through remake is not a one-to-one. Yeah. But if if they ever do a one-to-one, mm-hmm. like, man, yeah. Ever Crisis, well, like, really hit the, hit the nail on the head with the art style. <laughs> That's um, so cool. I love that. But yeah, it's cool. It follows these characters named Glenn, Matt, and... Lucia and they're basically these P they're called PO soldiers. So they are soldiers before soldiers were genetically enhanced humans. So they're basically just like infantrymen that heavily trained Mm -hmm. and uh, basically towards the end of it, they're on some mission um, trying to secure this Mako rich land to build reactors and Sephiroth shows up, young Sephiroth with the short hair, and it, it's causing kind of a rift between the leader of that group and him because, you know... He's so naturally charismatic. Yeah, and he... <laughs> well, also, um, you know, he doesn't like the idea of being led by someone that's not right. a pure human. Oh. And so I, I'm kind of interested <laughs> where this is going to lead, you know, because obviously I would think that these three characters, like, die in some way, whether it be by Sephiroth's <laughs> hand, and that's kind of like the turn for him or something. Uh, I don't sure, know. sure. But, yeah, it's, you know, it's cool. It's fine. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Fine. <laughs> and what is this? You also put down the first Descendant? The first Descendant, yeah. So this is a beta of a new Schluter. You um, love Schluters. Yeah. Resident <laughs> Destiny experts. And um, so this one's made by like a Korean company. Uh, I think once it releases, it's going to be free to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it basically reminds me of if like Destiny and Warframe were kind of made into one game. Okay. Um, so it's like a really fast third person Destiny. Um, it's it's fun. Uh, it, it ends today, or I guess if you're listening to this yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, um, it's it's fine uh, for free to play. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna definitely check it out once it hits. It's kind of a, um, it is character based, so not like Destiny where you pick like a, class, a class and a subclass, and like mm-hmm. you have these generic people. It is like I picked this girl named like Visa or something like that, and she's like all Couldn't frost. Be Lisa. It's Visa. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like V E I S S A. I don't know oh. how are you pronounce it. <laughs> I don't know, but. Uh, yeah, she's got like frost powers, kind of like a warlock-ish character from okay. Destiny. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of has the same thing. Like you drop into these worlds, there's these patrols you do to secure areas. And then like you go on these like strikes with up to three other people <laughs> running randomly. So how's the, uh, what's the combat like? Is it more Warframe-esque where it's almost character action or... Uh, I mean, it's definitely a shooter at heart. Okay. Um, so, like, it works like Destiny where you pick up these guns and they have different, like, you know, different rarities with different DPSs and it's the same guns and you can add mods to them that you find throughout the world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's pretty fun. Um, but, you know, I mean, the shooting in Destiny. It's, it's, it's hard to beat. <laughs> there's hard a, there's to a lot beat. of problems with Destiny, but the shooting is not one the of them. Sh- exactly. <laughs> um, and that's kind of like 
my thing. I'd like, I've never really been too spoiled in a genre where like just anything else is just not that fun. <laughs> but Destiny kind of did that for shooters for yeah. me, solely because of the shooting. Mm-hmm. So it's like the shooting is fine in this game. You, I really had to fine tune the sensitivity and how it works. What are you playing on? Uh, PS5. Okay. Um, but. And also it being like third person. So the only other one I ever really got into like that was the Division 2. Ah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Which was really good. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, and this, that, you know, when the enemies die, they just kind of like dissipate. There's no like, you know, like in Destiny when their heads like (laughs) pop. And like, I don't know. It's just just like something. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, for free to play, it's worth checking out. Apparently this company, when they launch betas, like, People are saying this should launch by sometime in February based on their track record okay. of releasing after their open beta. But honestly, I would say like if you liked Destiny, mm-hmm. it's it's worth checking out for free, free to play. play. I'll check out if it's free yeah. to play and I can play with friends. Yep, I'm always gonna mm-hmm. check it out. Right? Yep. Did you feel like? Uh, I mean, did you? I guess your experience is mostly solo during uh, this time. I did or? play. So I heard about this with uh, some guys I work with okay. that also played Destiny. Fair. Okay. Um, so yeah, jumped in with them a little bit and uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's fun for that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I definitely see this being a game like we probably play a little bit when it comes out. Yeah. Uh, you should check it out. I think you'd like it. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'll look more into it for sure. I never heard of it until now. So. Yeah, and it's, you know, the story's kind of like that Destiny thing. You know, like <laughs> sure. you have like this guide and you're like some magic person who can see two worlds. And I don't, I, Honestly, I, I really <laughs> don't know what the fuck's going on. Uh, I just shoot things yeah. and go to like where they tell me to go to level up. Fair. And I have fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, perfect. Before we move on to news, let's take a trip back in the past with Retro Rewind. Uh, it was a big one this week, guys. A um, big one. Mm-hmm. I want to hear back in good old 1996, mm. Super Mario 64 and the Nintendo 64 dropped on September 29th. So that's 27 years ago this week. So that so, means oh Pilot God. Wing 64 as well. That was going to be my next trivia question. You already got it. I'm sorry. <laughs> that the Nintendo 64 launched with two games. <laughs> what was the other one? So yeah, good job, Neil. What, uh, I mean, I just want to hear about, obviously everyone has Super Mario 64 memories, I feel like, if you're in this mm-hmm. age range that we are. Um, so yeah, I figured it was a good time to kind of share about that game. Such happy memories. Yeah. I rented this game so many times at Blockbuster that I could have bought it, but I actually <laughs> never owned Mario 64. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Nice. Did I you try to get it. the same one with the same save file on, on number three? It was impossible, yeah. right? Because <laughs> on the you know on the shelves of Blockbuster, they would have like, I don't know, oh, like so many 15 of that one. Yeah. copies yeah. of it. So, but... Liz would like uh, I would be like Friday morning be like hey are you spending the night tonight she'd be like hell yeah you know we're in fourth grade saying hell yeah um and I'm like we're playing some fucking Mario 64 that's right so we would go to Blockbuster and grab the box and bring it back into my room and pop it in and take turns like passing the controller Did back and forth. Did you just hope it was the save file from the previous room? Yeah but it never was it never was Oh, but yeah, I, I never like beat the game either. Yeah. Like, I think I, I've beaten the first Bowser like a million times, but Mm -hmm. like past that, it's kind of a blur. I don't, I don't think I've ever beaten this game. Oh, so long gay Bowser. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. Mario 64, 
kind of like you didn't own it for a long time um a lot of i didn't get a 64 right away i got a playstation mm-hmm. um oh. but a lot of my friends had 64s and so they had both super mario and pilot wings i actually have way more memories of pilot wings because we used to play that a lot more interesting being yeah. multiplayer sure maybe you know, easier we did play mario a lot um and eventually, once I got my 64 and got Mario, I definitely played it and beat it and loved Mario 64. But, um, yeah, it was a quite an amazing game to see jump into 3D. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, the, wasn't it, like, the first full 3D game that ever released? No. I mean, like, Crash Bandicoot and stuff came out. Like before, like what do you mean? But by that's it? what I mean. Like I think oh, you Mario, mean like, full, like open world. Control no, the I think camera. Mario literally had like no like two D anything in it. It oh, was like all three dimensional. I think I'm not gonna fact check that, but we'll yeah. say yes. Yeah. If Steven was here, <laughs> he you know, he'd that. be like, it may have yes. not been like there may have been Lovely other things. Blah. I want to say this might be like console exclusive. Sure, sure. But um, mm-hmm. I see what you're saying though. I have no Mario 64 memories because he was a Sega boy. (laughs) Ah, Nintendo was stupid according (laughs) to my dad. So I never had Nintendo 64. I've never fully played Mario 64 besides just bits and pieces at friends' houses because... Do you have 3D All-Stars for the Switch? I do. And I tried playing it some there, but it's like, you know, since I don't have that nostalgia, it just, Mm -hmm. it's a clunky game. Yes. To kind of go back and play, especially after playing like newer Mario games that you know. From the, the way last you five should years. experience it is just get the Mario sixty four outfit in Odyssey. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. And then just go play play Odyssey. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm always like bummed that I missed that like like pop culture moment of like Mario's in three D now. Like we've yeah. been watching that guy run left and right all this time, and now it's just. Whoop. And the way they handled the camera with like Locky Two falling around was like yeah. so clever. It was and, a newscast. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then just the way they kind of gated stuff, like that whole, um, like setup and the way that that game worked was always like really cool back then. Obviously, set the stage of how things and progression in games. You know, yeah, and it's now. definitely a game as someone that loves that game. Like playing it today, it has not aged very well. No. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still fun for me because yeah. I've played it a lot. Plus, yeah. like a lot um, of games from that era, it was a lot of collectathons, right? It was yeah. like that, Banjo Kazooie, Spyro. Like it, mm-hmm. the objective of games back then were just set up differently. Where yeah. just go to this area and just look around for shit until you find it and then restart. It wasn't like this linear narrative. It was just a find find things game. Yeah. That's kind do of one thing can. Mario yeah. like doesn't do anymore that I wish they would go back to is mm-hmm. like now like the bonus worlds are just given to you for like beating the game. Oh yeah. It's not like getting all of the collectibles and opening up more things. I love little secrets. Yeah. And so not having as many little secrets makes me mm-hmm. little sad. There's still a ton. Yeah. They do a yeah. lot of like in level secret stuff, but mm-hmm. it's mainly just like item things. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I miss the like Hey, get all three coins on all three levels, and like, yeah. Now there's this bonus world with eight more mm-hmm. levels, and <laughs> you know, good luck, fucker. <laughs> I, we still listen to Dire Dire Docs, like the I think there's like a ten hour version on YouTube Dude. or something. Yeah, sixty four. If one thing has aged incredible, it's the soundtrack. Oh, man, I mean, the even just the theme. So good. Yeah. Uh, man, the beginning. Uh, remember when like first time starting it up and like you get to like pinch his nose and pull it. <laughs> yeah. and, like, just, it's just like, like bouncing all around. It's so dumb. It's like but infinite. Just, it's like, nice. It's fun. What a very 
genius thing to input in like the first 3D Mario at the beginning. Just mm-hmm. like, hey, look, it's 3D. Like he bounces Squish around, <laughs> pull his nose, <laughs> pull his eyebrow. Didn't they eventually make that like a Mario Party mini game in one of them Probably. where you had to like sh- stretch Mario's oh, yeah, match face to match? The yeah, fi- they did. That yeah, was that was the- an N64 one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh man, Mario 64. Yeah, blazing the trail. Way back in 1996. I have people I work with that weren't even born in 1996 now. Oh, man, I'm old. Let's talk about some news. Uh, Last week, we were kind of in the middle of this Unity kerfuffle Mm. with with their changes to what they'd be charging developers on their pricing. Everyone was fuffled. They uh, have issued their apology. Oh. Uh (laughs) They have changed... Um, how they want to charge developers on stuff. So basically... The... Just Sony and Microsoft, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, no. It. Um, it was... They, they released a blog post apologizing that they didn't consult with developers before releasing these bullshit things. Basically, if once a developer made a certain amount of money, Unity was saying they'd have to be charged per download, I believe it was 20 cents, every time someone downloaded your game. It's like Genshin Impact, which runs on Unity. <laughs> right. So, but um, from my understanding, this was like someone could uninstall it and then reinstall it, and that's downloading it again. Yep. So that's 20 cents it's on not even, an initial not even a sale. It's, yeah. So they could have install miners. <laughs> yeah, it's really fun. And then, and then that's Unity came job. out and said that, oh, no, well, these small indie devs aren't going to pay it because Sony and Microsoft will pay it for you. And Sony Microsoft's like, no, where the fuck not? <laughs> so, uh, yes, they put out their, I want to start with this, colon, I am sorry, in their blog post. <clears throat> uh, if you want to read that, long story short, they basically walked back on all of those um, threats or promises or whatever for, basically, if, if, you're, if your game does not make a million dollars in a 12-month period, you'll be charged nothing after that. Um, and after that, devs can choose the lesser of 2.5% revenue, um, or the install fees if the revenue is above a million dollars. So that still is potentially there, but now developers have the choice of choosing the flat rate, which if you're not in development, who cares? Is Cult of the Lamb still deleting itself? I know they were <laughs> threatening that depending. I, I'd have to imagine they're walking this back. Also, it's not retroactive. It's only for games that are made in um, the 2024, I guess, LTS version of Unity that they're releasing next year. So oh, all okay. these games that have already come out, are grandfathered in. Um, the sure, run- they're like, damn it about Genshin. <laughs> <laughs> the runtime fee policy will only apply beginning with the next LTS version of Unity shipping in 2024 and beyond. Uh, Mark Witten of Unity. So do you says. think this is where we start seeing games disappear? It's weird because I think this reaction kind of reset the stage on, hey, don't do this. Because obviously... Games that were already out with what they were threatening could just pull, like Cult of the Lamb and all of those were doing. Would they really done that, or is that like their weird bargaining thing? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But like, it got their point across, right? Yeah. To me, just like, I'm not a game developer. I don't know honestly everything that goes into this. But if I was, I would try to look into every alternative than Unity out yeah. there. If I was going to start making a game, not even if they did walk everything back and hold all these promises they're making, I feel like it's still already like tainted the brand yes because if you're just gonna come out and not like how do you you not have a pr fuck like how do you just think they're gonna do this everyone's be like okay but also i mean you just look at like historically with stuff like this right like Mm -hmm. so unity pulls this stunt then pulls back on it Mm -hmm. well 
that leaves other whatever engines, software development yeah. platforms that they'll eventually do it too. Yep. Just like how recently Sony had the increase in all the prices of their tiered system. True. Guess who's going to follow soon? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. going to be Microsoft. Microsoft like yeah. It's shitty for a little bit, and then it becomes the norm. And unfortunately, that's probably going to be the case with this. Is I th- All of these things are going to eventually find some way to get nickel and dime fees from these developers. I feel like if, if it's not Unity and you're not building your own engine, you're using Unreal. And Epic has been really developer-friendly with all yeah. of the Unreal mm-hmm. Engine 5. Epic may be a different well, case just have, because... They're bringing all the Fortnite money. They don't need to charge yeah. 20 cents exactly. to download, right? They have Fortnite and, I mean, a whole bunch of other shit beyond well, that, yeah. too. <laughs> um, I, so, yeah, I mean, they may be like this one case of, like, you don't see this, but, I mean... That the, we, the yearly fees that developers pay for, like, all these other software programs, yeah. like... There, there's eventually going to be a change in how they make money. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that's probably just the sneak peek of what's soon to come. Well, I mean, the good thing is right now there is choice. It's not just Unity. Right. But I mean, yes, if they all start to kind of ragtag on this. But I'm hoping that this reaction that was received mm-hmm. pushes, if that day comes, much further down the mm-hmm. line, right? But I yeah. guess we'll kind of see with this. Exactly. Because... It'll just be pushed further mm-hmm. down the line. So, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Let's see. Uh, Tokyo Game Show happened last week. Yeah. And I kind of pulled some highlights that I was interested in, kind of discuss them here. Mm-hmm. Uh, first one for all of you people who aspire to be defense attorneys <laughs> Apollo <laughs> Justice Ace Attorney trilogy was announced, which is uh, four, five, and six coming to PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC mm-hmm. on January 25th. The first three games featuring Phoenix Wright came out like three or four years ago. They look great. I was we were playing yeah. this on yeah. Switch. Some it was a great. I never played oh, the Apollo man. Justice games. Did so. they say if this is going to be physical or just download? It's only digital for See, I'm not US interested. from what I've read. Yeah, I will not play these ones <laughs> now. Are download only? I believe you can get a physical copy. It's in English. Yeah, I think. And who knows? Limited run in games the... might show up and be like, "Hey guys, here's fucking Phoenix." Yeah. Wright. Yeah, or they do the thing like how Nintendo's been doing, like, hey, here's, you know, Pikmin 1 and 2, but like two months later, that physical's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's weird because a lot of these later Ace Attorney games, we never got physical releases. So here. weird. Like a lot of the 3DS ones that came out, like Dual Destinies, I think, or yeah. was it five or six, which is Apollo? We never got physical releases here because I know my sister and her husband were like, on the 3DS eShop when it was shutting mm-hmm. down, like getting all of those games because, yeah. you know, they never really released them here. I think I saw that there's a like a, an Asian copy you can buy that has English. Man, that's yeah, that makes I still sense. need to get. I, I've only ever played the first one, Phoenix yeah. Wright, mm-hmm. and I loved it. Yeah. And, uh, man, I need to get on those other games. There's so many more. We They're started so those, funny. but then, like, I really wanted to play Rampa, which was, like, a much faster, <laughs> stylish, like, yeah. fucked up version of Phoenix Wright. But mm-hmm. we'll probably go back to Phoenix Wright. It's just... I don't know. When we were playing it on the Switch on the big TV, like it looked great, but it just like felt like it moved so slow because it was originally like a GBA game, right? Yes. So yeah, the first one was a GBA game. The pacing game. was just so, I'm going to say bad. It was just very slow. Com- it's now, something where right, you're all like, these years oh, later. Wait, I played this on my DS. Yes. You know, like, and where you can, like, you're on the go. Or you can mindset. do other things where it's like, mm-hmm. I'm only focusing on the TV. Please move faster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I mean, I never played these Apollo Justice games. I think I own them on my DS, but mm-hmm. I was interested in this only if I finish 
the first trilogy. <laughs> no point in rushing out to buy something without that. <laughs> uh, let's see. If you have Game Pass, like who doesn't have Game Pass, right? Just give Microsoft all your money. Snooze button. Persona 5 Tactica <laughs> and Persona 3 Reload are coming to Game Pass day and date. Which okay. is uh, November 17th for Persona 5 Tactica and January something, late January for Persona 3 Reload. Also coming to Game Pass, Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney Trilogy. Nice. Like mm-hmm. a Dragon, Gaiden, the man who erased his name. And Like a Dragon, Ishin. At, by the end of the year, those girls will be coming to Game Pass. Um... Speaking of Like a Dragon, which used to be Yakuza, if you missed that name change this past year. I uh, played like half of that one. It's like my first venture into the Yakuza game, but I need to get the back turn-based into one? it. The turn-based one? Yeah. It's, so it's really good. good. Yeah. I didn't finish so it, but it's, it's really good, yes. Uh, the next one, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, or Yakuza 8, got a release date for January 26th nice. of next year, which is the mm. same day Tekken 8 comes out. Oh, my God. And uh, let's see. I have all these written down. And it's a day after the Apollo Justice Ace Attorney trilogy comes out. And a week before Persona 3 Reload comes out on February 2nd. Yikes. Too much. Which is four much weeks before Persona, I mean, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth comes out on right. February 29th. Yeah, that's all I'm waiting which on. Which is a week and a half before VanillaWare's Unicorn so. Overlord comes out on March 8th. <laughs> Q1 next year is fucking packed with yeah. Japanese releases. <laughs> it's insane. They're really trying to get it out for that fiscal year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of Persona, Persona 3 Portable is getting the limited run games treatment uh, coming out on November 12th with two different versions. You can get your standard here's a copy of the boxed game on uh, on Switch PS4 and Xbox for 35 or you can get the $200 C's edition, mm-hmm. which comes with all the fun things you don't need. It's in this like briefcase box. It comes with the invoker, which is the gun they use to shoot themselves in the head. It comes with the soundtrack, you know, art books, playing cards, the whole what you expect for buying a very expensive version of Persona. Worth it for an art book because oh, the art from bang. Persona yes. 3 is just oh, it's so good. And with all like the updated art mm-hmm. as well, it's just... This Chef's is portable, kiss. so it'll have female pro tag in yeah. there as well. Mm-hmm. So these are other games I need to play. Oh my god! And I should probably do it before Rebirth comes out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's at this point if you're going to play three, you might as well just wait for the How remake. About this? I have five regular, uh-huh. and I have four on Vita. Golden, Golden. I think it's okay. called. Yep. Which one should I play? You should play three reload <laughs> when yeah. that comes out because and i know i say that because persona 5 does is that a, the one coming out yes okay. it's a remake see, of three. see here's the problem mm-hmm. that's like a couple of weeks before rebirth i know and i did this with persona 5 yeah and i am a father of a two-year-old that's a three-year-old fair. at that point so if you think two weeks is enough for me to it, be it, a jade rpg i'm no, going to it, tell you oh, it's yeah. not it isn't no it isn't <laughs> but it's tough because persona 5 does such a great job of building upon the mechanics of three and four mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. if you start with five and go backwards it's just going to be a really disappointing experience yeah. now because three reload is using the five engine it's gotten updates there you might be able to start with play play golden what about and someone then play that five and then play three what about someone that I can tell you right now I wouldn't feel that way? Because when I know a game is older, mm-hmm. I understand that like 
things probably evolved in further games. Yeah. Yes. And so I always just like play those games appreciating them for what they are. That's fair. Uh, knowing your situation, oh, man. Honestly, I, I would play neither. I, w- I wouldn't play no. it because I would only play Royal at this point. That's like, yes. you know how yes. Steven's always saying like he doesn't want to start um, Tears of the Kingdom because he hasn't beaten Breath of the Wild yet. Mm-hmm. But at this point you don't want to go and play Breath of the Wild. There's no point in playing that game because Tears of the Kingdom exists. Like, Breath of the Wild is so long and there's so much to it, you might as well just experience Tears of the Kingdom now, right? Normally I would disagree with that, but that is actually probably <laughs> the first Zelda game that I actually agree. Right? <laughs> that it's Tears just, of the Kingdom really yeah, does just like... The time for Breath of the Wild wow. is kind of over. <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom is now. Yeah. So... Going to Persona 5 Vanilla and experiencing that game in what I think is the way that it's really not really supposed to be experienced, mm-hmm. don't even do that. Just play. If if you can swing buying Royal, buy Royal. I wouldn't. I don't know if I would play Golden now either because I don't know if it's just like, I don't know if that would be a good one to start with at this point. It would be one of those where I'd say if you had the time play gold and then royal then reload but since you don't have the time i'd probably just say play royal okay then play yeah. and then if you like that play reload i also if, have like and then the, if you really like that then go play gold i also have mm-hmm. five strikers i think that was like on uh, playstation plus <laughs> oh no no it's okay play, I yeah i figured that isn't game. that like the dynasty warriors yeah yeah, yeah it wasn't very good yeah. and not because it was a muso game because it just wasn't a very good game gotcha um but god reload like it's I'm gonna be I mean, so uh, good that's gonna be really good and then yeah, yeah i really I'd, I'd like play royal like reload that idea that they like shoot themselves is like i don't know why it's like really <laughs> fascinating like persona 3 I like played, how do you create this world where you're just like i'm gonna have these teenagers shoot themselves <laughs> to like to unleash their true inner <laughs> yeah. selves to, yeah yeah there's so much to it because the whole theme of persona 3 is the memento mori like remember that you are mortal remember that you will die eventually mm-hmm. so the idea is like you shoot yourself you're like facing death right you're yeah. ready to die like whenever mm-hmm. you bring out your persona it's crazy. so yeah it's three it's fascinating three is the first one i played in the series and i didn't even play the original one on ps2 i played portable on psp slash vita which takes away a lot of the exploration it's a lot more menu based to go places but i mean they improved the combat because in original persona 3 you could only control the protagonist you couldn't control any of your character party characters mm-hmm. but in portable you can and obviously in reload you can so Persona games iterate on themselves more than most of these other games that come out where, yes, the definitive version is the second one. Yeah. Um, but Persona 3's story was, like, so dark and so good. The only thing holding it back was just his dated gameplay. So yes. they're fixing that. Like, that's why I'm so hyped for Reload. Because yeah. mm-hmm. 4 was good and 4 is what put it on the map and people love 4. I didn't like 4 that much. Yeah. 5 is God tier and Royal just made it that much better well fine mm-hmm. then i guess it'll be my mission to play royal and then i'll probably get God, i need I, I'm on, yeah. I, if i like it enough i need all the i need all the persona 5 updates from you because okay. I, I, I love <laughs> when right. someone else new is playing that game for the right. first time especially if they've never played any of them before because it it's gonna be a lot of what the fuck but like you know jrpgs and you can appreciate them so yeah. you might be less so but it's still gonna be like what the fuck? I already <laughs> did. I mean, I played the first Palace of okay. Five, yeah. and we had the discussion. Yeah. We we had the out. discussion because, like, I definitely played the game wrong. Like, I oh, was trying. Yeah. I was trying to like min max my time, 
mm-hmm. the palace and like level up. And then I got to like the end of the palace with like one day left. And that's yeah. when the fucking cat character was like, hey, to get the bell, you know, you got to wait a day. And, and of course, like, oh, it just shit. fucked over my whole <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Plus then Royal, remake fixed. came out because it was like a week before remake came out. And then once remake came out, I just never went back. Yeah. And Royal fixes a lot of the stuff when you start where you can do more things at night to like get yeah. some more experience and get your stats coming in. Yeah. Well, you also told me too, like the time thing, like it goes to that day. So I think it was like something like I had to like play until May or something like that. I guess it's mm-hmm. like the school year. Yeah. But I thought like if I beat the palace, then it would just instantly oh, go there. So yeah, I no, would you, lose so, yeah. everything. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And he was like, no, it doesn't do that. And I was mm-hmm. like, Ugh. so yeah, <laughs> I had a lot, I had a, like a lot I, of I misunderstandings this, about yeah. the game that just mm-hmm. ended up really fucking me over. I right. thought the same thing uh, when I first played it, but I, I did it where I like, I got it done like two days before. So if I did lose, lose those just two days, it's fine. But yeah, I, yeah if, if it mm-hmm. ran out, yeah, like, see, I just had no idea about the one, like waiting a day because that's not intuitive. Cause, well, they, yeah. it's also not part of the tutorial until you get there. Until you get to it, yeah. Like, I wish they would have told me that at the beginning of the <laughs> palace. Like, hey, once you get to the bell, maybe. I don't know. Whatever. It's <laughs> fine. I'll play it again. <laughs> uh, also, speaking of Persona 4 Golden, Limited Run Games is also releasing goodies for that. But more info coming soon, according to Ooh. them, on, I guess, is what's Is that included. a game that's supposed to be, like, coming out again? Golden. I mean, they oh, were they were did, released. Yeah. They were released Persona Three Portable and Golden digitally last year. Okay. Because we started playing Persona Three Portable, and then mm-hmm. when they, the rumors were heavily speculating towards a remake, and then and there the was leaks the leak. came. Uh-huh. I was like, all right, we're not playing this anymore. We're gonna just play yeah. the new one when it comes out. Nice. So, I think what is it? Almost October. You could you could finish Royal before, uh, Final Fantasy Seven comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, because I think I put a hundred. 30 hours into it. I think you put in more, didn't you, Renee? Yeah. Well, it was around that much. Okay. Well, 130 yeah. hours in remake. I, I put, I pro, I probably put like around 160 in that game. Jeez. And that was wow. probably around a month and a half. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that was multiple playthroughs because mm-hmm. it was like playing it, then hard mode. And then I just played it again. Yeah. Because I really <laughs> liked it. And uh, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've always described Persona as like Final Fantasy meets Pokemon meets dating sim. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, the little bit I played a five, it was really intriguing. Like, mm-hmm. I loved every aspect of it, and the music was fucking killing me. Music's so good. Shoji Maguro is my favorite. But um, also, uh, I think the voice actor that plays Sakamoto, um, he's the guy, uh, is his name Matt Max Middleman? Middleton? Max Middleman, yes. yes. So he's also the voice of like Red 13 in Final mm-hmm. Fantasy. Uh, but anyway, my little bit of time with Persona 5, Sakamoto was probably the most brought to life video game character I have ever heard voiced. Like, I loved. <laughs> that dude like <laughs> voicing him like maybe like not so much like Sakamoto is the greatest character of all sure. just like how well he voiced mm-hmm. that character yeah. was just incredible man now I just want to go play Persona 5 again <laughs> <laughs> uh, there also were some like big Microsoft leaks that happened this past <laughs> week um, speaking of things that are inevitable <laughs> I know right <laughs> a few uh, I pulled the list of I guess some of the more notable things, because there's a lot, like there was a lot of stuff that dropped. I'd say like the biggest one to me that stuck out was the, um, the X cylinder. 
the 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 um digital only half step console that's planned to be released next year. Yeah, so you know, I think they've been pretty adamant on like we're not doing half step consoles. Mm-hmm. And honestly, this proves that they weren't lying cuz mm-hmm. this is not a half step console. This is the exact same console just with no disk drive. Yeah. <laughs> and more uh internal and storage. More internal yeah. storage, yeah. So that's supposed to come out next year apparently. That's... And I mean like who didn't see that coming? Yeah, I mean, you know, like it's... the company thrive or like is like Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that's all. That's all. That's all they. That's all they want you to care about. Yeah. That's they you don't know, care about so. selling boxes anymore. They've lost that fight, and they know, and they pivoted to this Netflix of gaming thing. That's why they keep acquiring all these studios because mm-hmm. you got to have you got to have content. Mm-hmm. So I mean, a few other things that kind of popped out is these uh, these leaks. Um, oh yeah, everyone was saying. Microsoft apparently considered buying Nintendo and how Phil Spencer was saying that that would be like a career moment to acquire Nintendo. I don't see that happening. No, never. No, of never. course that wouldn't happen, but like the yeah, goal of I'm, even I'm, discussing I'm, that like makes mm-hmm. me sick. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, but put yourself in Microsoft's shoes. You're, you're obviously talking about acquisitions. Like, yeah, of course you're well, looking yeah, well, at, that'd be great if we get Nintendo. I mean, I don't well, know yeah, if but, how, how it was, how it was, uh, presented, yeah. you know? but yeah, like also realistically as a business idea, like of course you're looking at every company seriously at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have like this future plan of like we want this Netflix thing, and like the only way we're going to get it is by acquiring and having lots of first party stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, you're probably outweighing the pros and cons of every There's fucking email company. Where they're like, out let's there. buy EA, yeah. let's buy Capcom, you let's know? buy Squaresoft, let's right. you know, mm-hmm. like, like yes, they were looking at all of them, I'm sure, and. Nintendo, Nintendo's you know, the type out. of company that has enough cash to last 10 years of loss. Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to laugh at Microsoft in their face and be like, no, go away. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. The email also revealed that Microsoft thought about purchasing Valve and Warner Brothers. I mean, yeah, you're just kind of throwing names yeah. out. Uh, Bethesda might be working on an Oblivion remaster or and a Fallout 3 remaster, uh, supposedly, coming out of their roadmap in these uh, in leaks. Um. I think another interesting one that headline was Microsoft dramatically underestimated Baldur's Gate 3. Um, well, maybe next time you will estimate them. <laughs> <laughs> and it's in leaked comments, Microsoft estimated a $5 million expense to get the game on Game Pass, justifying the low monetary amount by describing Baldur's Gate as a, quote, second-run Stadia PC RPG, <laughs> in quotes. <laughs> Oh, um, it's so cringe. But, but, but it's also really funny. You should be embarrassed. I, it's, it's funny, yeah, saying something like that, but like Baldur's Gate 3, I think, was also surprised even Larian, who made it. Like, I was about <laughs> to say, like, I'm actually, I, I feel like, yeah, their their gut to go with a game like that at that expense, like, yeah, no, <laughs> not really. But yeah, Gold, Baldur's Gate ended up being probably a surprise to everybody. Uh, Microsoft sees its next Xbox as a cloud hybrid machine. Of course. Mm. You know, they've been talking, you know, they have Azure and been trying to push the cloud since the Xbox One came out. Titanfall, the the bots would be in the cloud. I don't fucking know. <laughs> they're uh, tired of competing with uh, Sony and Nintendo, so they're moving to yeah. compete with uh, Ouya and Luna. <laughs> Stadia. Steven just Rip. sneezed it's like somewhere. It's like <laughs> someone mentioned the Ouya. <laughs> um so yeah, you can kind of go dig in through all of these. Another another headline is going around about Phil Spencer saying how AAA game publishers lost their mojo. Um so yeah, really interesting stuff you could dig into. There's a lot we're not gonna cover it all here, but 
Um, that's it for your news this week. And that brings us... No, that brings us new releases. Oh. Again, we're Ooh. in September. It's a lot. Oh, yeah. There was something missing on your list I forgot to add. So I'll add it as you're There was speaking. also a ton of FF7 <gasps> Rebirth news at TGS. Oh, what you got, Neil? Ooh. Well, so honestly... I, I kind of stopped because I feel like there's like so much coming out about it now that it's like getting to the point of like, okay, I don't want to know yeah, you everything go in about this blind. game. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. so, so far I've read about like a specific incident uh, that's kind of like changed and how they handled it. And I, I, I love it, but it's like, then I also read like what they're saying this game, like where it ends. And I'm like, mm. oh, like, like okay, now we're yeah. getting to the point mm-hmm. of where like y'all are saying way too fucking much. Oh, sure. Yeah. You yeah. know, like leave it ambiguous. Although they have said, you know, it's going to be a little different. It's going to be different. There are segues, like, Neil. Okay, this is a different. Yeah. <laughs> There's literally segues, yes. But they've even said like the, the path you take, like the order you do certain cities in and stuff is apparently going to change. Cool. Um, but hmm. yeah. Um, you remember Priscilla and Mr. Dolphin and stuff at uh, the the bottom of Junon when you get there, and you have to give like CPR to her and then use the the dolphin to jump up to Junon. I don't remember that at all. You don't? Okay, well that that's the segment I read about because apparently that's like where the demo is. Oh, and cool! I just you know spoilers. I guess Mr. Dolphin is still in the game, so I'm excited about now that. I need to like see what this looks like because i don't remember that part at all that must have been whenever i was like really just like in it because i think i mean my run with final fantasy 7 is like it was like three weeks of like playing it really hardcore yeah. and then getting to the wall. yeah and to be fair mine is like i play it at least once a year so um but well. it, it's it's basically like you when you first get to junon you can't get to the city to the top like where you need to go Mm-hmm. And uh, so you're kind of like at this little fishing town that's under the city and now it's like poor and terrible air and you run into this little girl named Priscilla and she tells you that, you know, Mr. Dolphin can help you get up there and <laughs> you end up fighting a boss and then have to do like the CPR mini game to save her. And Oh, it but, does look yeah. cute. I see that Priscilla. Be careful, Mr. Dolphin. <laughs> cute. Oh my gosh, what is this? Okay, no! Anyway. (laughs) No! Uh. (laughs) But yes, like the little part I read about, like, so you played Remake, huh? Um, well, I watched Steven play it, like, okay. from start to finish. I didn't play it myself, but you, I was You remember the how the original game, like, had the iconic, like, cross-dressing scene? Yes. So, like, you know, one of my things with Remake was, like, how are they going to handle, like, the goofy parts of that game or mm-hmm. like if they would, you know, cause like yeah. times have changed. Like, would there even be a cross dressing thing this time around? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, remake pretty much proved like, Hey, no, we're keeping it in, but they went, hard. we're, we're going like fucking ham mm-hmm. on it mm-hmm. and making it even wilder and crazier. And I yeah, loved so it. Campy. So the little bit I read about like that section, like proves they're, they're keeping with that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, for, I'm all for it. Hell yeah. Any other news uh, before we move on? No. Okay. New releases for this week. Uh, Today, which is September 26th, you can play Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty, which is its big uh, DLC finally out. I saw a bunch of people on Reddit like upset in the Xbox subreddit because apparently this DLC is next-gen only. Oh, so you can't play it on Xbox One? Oh, yeah, it is. Uh, It's PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, and PC. 
They released the big 2.0 patch last week, which apparently fixed a lot of stuff in that game. So maybe it's finally time for me to go back and revisit Cyberpunk I can probably open my copy now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, also on the 26th, El Paso Everywhere coming to Xbox One, Xbox Series, and PC. Uh, Monico's Night Market on Switch and PC on the 26th, as well as My Time at Sandrock on PS5, Xbox Series, and Switch. Finally, on the 26th, Paleo Pines, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, Switch, and PC. <laughs> on September 28th, you can play Infinity Strash, Dragon Quest, The Adventure of Die. That's a mouthful. On PS4 yeah. and PS5, Xbox Series, Switch, and PC. I hate when they throw in like... That's a Square Enix joint. These like words that you typically don't enunciate or pronounce that way. Yeah. <laughs> like Infinity Strash. Infinity like what is... <laughs> what is it? <laughs> uh, more DLC, this time for Sonic Frontiers, The Final Horizon on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series, Switch, and PC. And then on the 29th, what's the 29th? Is that Thursday or is that Friday? That is... That's Friday? Friday. Uh, Cocoon. That looks good. Xbox One, Xbox Series, Switch, and PC. Uh, Cypher 007 on iOS. And the artist formerly known as FIFA, EA Sports FC 24 on PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC on September What was the game you said right before that? Cypher 007. So this is not... That's not like actually a Bond game. Um, you know, it doesn't look like it, but the font kind of looks similar. It's developed and published by Tilting Point hmm. on iOS. Let me punch this into ye old Google. Ye old. No, it actually looks like it is. Cypher 007 is a new James Bond game oh. that hits uh that hits Apple Arcade later this month. Apple Arcade, damn it! Another a new, subscription. A new top-down <laughs> action game starring James Bond. Um. It requires a subscription, blah, blah, blah. Yep. I have a weird love for James Bond games. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then, yep, your new, your new EA Sports uh, soccer title. Rounding out your new releases for this week, unless I missed one. Yes. Uh, actually, on September 26th, Harvest Moon, The Winds of Anthos, is Ooh. going to be coming out on PS5, uh, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and Steam. Whoa. So this is developed by, like... Um, you know, not the people who are doing Story of Seasons, but like the, you know, Natsume is oh, taking mm -hmm. the Harvest Moon name. And this one actually does look really, really good. I'm going to pick this up and Ooh. play it and I will report back my thoughts and feelings on next week. This is a brand new one? This is a brand new one, yeah. They've made... Um, Another two? series I should probably play more of. I've only yeah. ever played and played a lot of was Animal Parade, which is apparently like the worst one. What? No, Animal <laughs> Parade is like one of the most beloved ones. Really? It oh. is. Everything yes. I read on the internet, like people hated it. No, no. Animal Parade is like one of the most beloved like Harvest Moon like I games. It. I like married the goddess and everything. Yeah, awesome. she's so cool. I, Seraphine, or, I don't remember what her I don't name remember is, but she's, name. she's really cool. Yeah. I mean, did you play Stardew? No, that's I mean, like I literally like Animal Animal Parade is like the only game oh, wow. like that I've like ever played. You would love Stardew Valley. I, I would recommend Stardew Valley yes. over any of these games that Renee just mm -hmm. said. Okay, <laughs> but, I, I've always heard great things yeah. about Stardew Valley. If you yeah. like that old like old school quote unquote like mm -hmm. Harvest Moon, that's what that is. 
100%. I think Stardew Valley is like the most approachable of yeah. those kind of games. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I think the newer Harvest Moon games, I mean, they all... They're all in like 3D now, right? They they look like yeah. an updated newer game. Where like, yeah, the Harvest Moon I played was the one on PS1. I don't even remember mm-hmm. what it was called. Back to Nature. Back to Nature. Yeah. Thank you. So this, like playing Stardew felt like playing that. Yeah, again. I guess the only other thing I've played like very similar is Animal Crossing, but that's not even really like. Yeah, that's still yeah. very different. That's still like really different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also very similar. Yeah. At the same yeah. Time. Similar in a way, but um, not as like. Different focus on it. Yeah, exactly. You know. Animal Crossing is very lenient with how you can approach it. All right, look, you have a job and a two-year-old. You can't play Stardew Valley and Persona Five Royal. I know, so. I know. Well, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, Stardew's like kind of out the question right now. Like, I'm in RPG mode there currently. Yeah. So I definitely want to play an RPG. The good thing about Stardew though, it is multiplayer. So yeah. like, if you want to play with your wife or mm-hmm. if your child wants to. Stardew or Persona? Stardew. Okay. Stardew. Yeah. <laughs> Stardew's multiplayer. Persona, no, only single player. But. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Man, that that see that's something I wish would come back. Like, remember when Final Fantasy IX had multiplayer and you control the other party members? Yeah, yeah. like it was, and that's all and it was. And two and three or four and six also did. You yeah. could like plug yeah. two controllers, plug in. two controllers, and someone controls two of the four. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. So, yeah, <clears throat> I wish they'd bring stuff like that back. You tweeted at yes. cool. Hey, Mister Atlas. Yeah. Mister. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Atlas. Uncle Atlas. Hee ho. That's going to bring us to the end of the show. You can find Gameware on Facebook, facebook.com slash GamewareBR, or in one of our two convenient locations in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You can also follow me on threads. I am at Adam Arinder, not Neil. I am on Twitter slash X, and also on Instagram at Vanillala. That's like vanilla, but with a nay in A-E. And an extra law at the end. Also, if you want to check out any of my voiceover stuff, because I am a voiceover artist, you can go to speakingofreneemartin.com. Love it. Before we get out of here, I was introduced to a new manga series. Mm -hmm. It's not like new, new, but it's relatively Mm -hmm. new. Called Go Go Loser Ranger. Sounds cute. It's uh, kind of a satire on Power Rangers. Or slash Super (laughs) Sentai, so it's right up my alley. Mm-hmm. But the premise is really interesting. It's like, what if in Power Rangers, they actually defeated Rita like day one, but they still had Putty send down monsters as like a entertainment thing for the fans. And mm-hmm. this has been going on for 13 years. And then one of the Putties decides to get wise and do something about it. It's been very Ooh. good. I finished the first volume and I bought like the next two immediately. It's getting an anime at some point next year, I think. Oh, nice. Um, so yeah, this is like right in my alley. So mm-hmm. I'm not really one to ever talk about, hey, I got this new manga I'm reading, but I've been really <laughs> enjoying this. I wanted I wanted to throw that out there. Um and that's it. That brings us to the end of the show. Neil, Renee, appreciate y'all joining me. I'm glad you're able to make it this weekend. Hopefully the rest of our crew will be back very soon. Uh get well soon, everyone. Um, everyone out there, always thank you so much for listening and supporting us as we've been doing this for so long. We're coming up on our 10 year anniversary of starting the show double game, digits game we're 10 i know we, we should probably talk about that yeah uh so stay tuned for that in mid-october started this show in october of 2013 took some breaks along the way life gets in the way but wow that's still crazy to think about i'm so, so happy to be here i know i'm so excited that y'all are here and we're doing this again so i really appreciate y'all coming by um everyone out there thank you so much for listening be good to each other out there and we'll see you next week